Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Is not the sexiest thing. And I'll be the first person to tell you that. Like, people are always comparing quarterbacks to quarterbacks, which is the right thing to do, but the style of play is completely different. You know, obviously looking at my game and looking at Patrick Mahomes play, Tom Brady play, you know, whoever is a gunslinger in this league that, that throws for a lot of yards, that's a way to win. I understand that. Cam Newton on his playing style, which these days is much less passing, much more running, a lot of defense, and he got a close game. That's why the Patriots are 6-6. Six and six. Kind of looks like his shoulder will never never be right, PK, and he'll never throw it like he did before. Bummer. Thursday Night Football, Patriots and the Rams. You can watch Cam Newton tonight. It's on Fox and the NFL Network, the Rams and the Seahawks. Been going back and forth. That division had a really fast start. They've cooled off a bit. Rams and Seahawks 8-4 and four, tied for first place. And they are in really good shape for the wild card. Uh, whichever team doesn't win that division would uh, right now have the top wild card and be the five seed and go off to play whoever wins the NFC. So Rams with a chance at home to get to 9-4 and four tonight. You want to make a pick in this one? Or it's too unpredictable? Well, I know you're going to pick the Rams, so I'll pick the Patriots. There it is. Uh, Adam Gase said his loss, the Jets' loss to the Raiders, was one of the toughest career of his career. He and his assistants were in a funk after losing on that late TD. Definitely trying to dispel the notion that they lost that game on purpose. And, of course, they fired their defensive coordinator after that game. They're going to fire him, too. Yes, they are. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I think when the time comes after the season's over, I'll, I'll have a pretty good idea of what to do. You know, really the plan for me now is to, um, you know, finish up this week, um, get to a good bowl game, uh, compete, win the bowl game, and then, uh, you know, it really goes from there. And, and right now my plan is to come back next year. You know, really I haven't thought about it because uh, all my focus is with these boys. And um, I really think when the time comes, I'll know what to do. That's Zach Wilson on his future. So I guess he's not opting out of a bowl game as it stands now. And uh, there you go. You think he's going to say, I'm out? No. Nope. We talked about this yesterday. This, you know how sometimes, like, when you're the one millionth customer and you go through a turnstile or something, you get a prize and it's random? This is the one millionth time someone who has been in this position has answered and said those very things. Well, he ought to get a prize then. He's going to. He's First going round to get NFL millions. draft pick. <laughs> He's definitely going to get a prize. Of course he's going to say that. And you're not going to get a good bowl game. You're going to get a crappy bowl game. (laughs) And you're going to win it. And then after that, you can go off to the NFL. If he wants to come back, he's going to come back. But And I realize we have to ask him this at this point, but these are canned responses that every single player who's ever been in this position, these are the canned answers that they come up with. It's the game. There's no way he's going to say, I am out, see ya, we lost this game, we don't have a snowball's chance of getting in a good bowl game, so why the hell would I stick around for this? This is a joke. I got to prepare, I got to worry about myself, love you guys, but best of luck to you. I mean, come on, no one is ever going to say that. 
LSU is, speaking of good bowl games, LSU has self-imposed a one-year bowl ban, adding the list of self-imposed sanctions stemming from the NCAA's investigation into improper booster payments to its football programs. Defending national champions, the Tigers are 3-5 and five this year. I don't know what bowl game oh, they'd end up. I mean, you don't have to be bowl eligible, so they could go somewhere, but they're still 3-5. and five. Of all the years that we're not going to a bowl. Oh, okay. shucks. Neither fans, and you're 3-5. and five. Boy, they really slapped themselves on the wrist right there. I've thought about this long and hard, and I am not going on a mission. I don't just don't, I just don't think it's the best for me at this time. The old oaken bucket. Not going to play be played. Indiana and Purdue, they've called that game off. COVID increases at both schools. Big Ten, meanwhile, eliminating the provision that you got to play six games to be eligible for the Big Ten title game. So now Ohio State is in the game with Michigan's off this week, but Ohio State will be in the Big Ten title game. And why wouldn't they be? Because there was a rule that was made up on the spot several weeks ago, and they want to stick to it. So somebody who cancels that you have nothing to do with it can wreck you. You get penalized? That made no sense. They didn't think that through. Nobody thought really much of anything through because we didn't know what the through was going to be when we got there. So it sounded good at the time, but then they realized, okay, this is our best team. They're way better than everybody else. And so somebody can't play. Michigan can't play. What was Ohio State a 30-point favorite? I mean, I know that's why they play the game. But nine times out of ten, they play the game, and the 30-point favorite wins. Often by 30. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not that type of player that, you know, talk with his agent um, five times a week or seven times a week. I, I really don't focus on that. I just, I know my agent. Um, I've known him since I was 17 and a half. Uh, and my other agent, I've known him since I was 16. I know they're going to do the best job uh, that they can. And I um, just trust them. I put the trust in them. And I'm just focusing in basketball. Giannis Antetokounmpo, would you like to give us a speech about canned responses? Well, that's that's a great position to be in because you know you're going to get millions. So why would you be worried about that? Is he setting it up to leave Milwaukee? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, well, you're just going to go, why would somebody stay in Milwaukee? You go most of the time with the canned, obviously. No, I get why he would stay in Milwaukee. But if he stayed in Milwaukee, wouldn't he have already done the extension? Why? Because then he'd have the money if he got hurt. You know, if he has Clay Thompson injuries and he's good to go. He's got it. Unless he dies, he's going to get the money. Now Durant tore his Achilles and got the money. (laughs) So so, why not wait to see? When you're in this position, you've got all the leverage. So why give up the leverage? Speaking of leverage, the guy who says he has none, Pau Gasol, is considering a return to play for the Lakers. Of course, he and Kobe a decade ago teamed up to win back-to-back championships there. Now his brother Mark is there. Powell is 40. He wants to play on Spain's Olympic team. He wants to be in the NBA. The quote, there is meaning in history there. I'm not going to lie. It would be very special. And now that my brother's there, even more special. But I'm not in a position now to be very demanding. I don't have 10 offers on the table. Yeah, I was thinking about this when I saw this yesterday. And I'm not there, but I'm going to be there. Hopefully I'm going to be there. Um, hopefully everyone's going to be there of when it's over and it was a great phenomenal run you loved it dearly 
and it's hard to admit that it's over. You know, I'd read your senator in California, the New Yorker, at 87 years of age, and she's still going, and she can't remember this or that and whatnot. And it's, it's obvious, and it, it it must be, and I haven't been there, and I hope I am there, that it must be really hard to move on with your life when you've been doing something for so long and it's become such a daily fabric of who you are and then it's not there anymore See, the other day when you were out you told me at 7 15 it's a pain to get up early but at 7 15 you want to be talking sports absolutely and so we're going to face that i hope i hope we face, face it, it. Yeah. Right, you're gonna face it sooner or later well <laughs> not necessarily i mean they may you may die uh, ahead of time they may fire you ahead of time that that's I consider firing facing it, just having to face it earlier, you know. But you're right. Making yourself do it, making yourself walk away is hard. That is different than them saying, and now you get to walk away. Please come to the general manager's office and bring your security card. And we see so many of them. Al Michaels got the baseball award. I was watching the baseball channel uh, last night, yeah. and they were talking to him about the Ford Frick Award. He's 75 years old. And he's still doing what the Sunday night thing. It's hard to give it up. It's who you are. It's to, to not completely who you are, but it's a big chunk of who you it's are. Who you, yeah. who you are, and this is what you've been doing. And so, in, in a sense, the Barry Sanderses and the Calvin Johnsons. There's so few of those guys, and I admire them. Jim Brown did it. At, uh, they say he did it, and he left a lot of uh, play on the table when he walked away back in what was in the 50s or 60s. And they 60s. stayed away, and they moved on, and and in a sense, I have that's the unusual, and I have great respect for them to be able to do that and go on and do something else, and and really not look back. Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry said he relishes the opportunity to try to lead the franchise back to the top after their stellar five-year run. They've had injuries, they've had roster turnover. Obviously, they were in last place last year. And he says to kind of have a fresh reset from the five-year run was, well, I wouldn't call it necessary because I would have loved to have been playing last year, but it was useful. We've had a lot of success, a lot of experiences these last five years. It's been a crazy roller coaster. It almost feels like we're starting at ground zero again, which is kind of awesome. Well, what's he going to say? Yeah, but this sucks, man. I wish we had <laughs> Clay Thompson and Durant and we we're still beating people and we were the heavy favorite because that's not where you are. So make the best of your situation, which is what he has. And so why not approach it like that? I think the part where he says, but it was useful. We've heard from people now who've made multiple long postseason runs. Uh, Jordan, we heard it in the documentary we all watched when there were no games. Um, you know, that chance to reset, that the just exhausted after the three straight uh, title runs. And LeBron, to a degree, with uh, missing the playoffs with the Lakers when he was hurt the first year. Uh, he talked a little bit about... Uh, you know, getting that break was a positive, although all the losing is a negative, and now it's kind of the same thing out of Steph Curry. Good position yeah, he, to be in, right? You've he's won a lot. younger than those guys. Yeah. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Right now, we're not, a, we're not a, a great team. We're not really a very good team. We're a team that's playing hard and committed to work towards winning with each other and, and committed to fighting. It's great. That's the baseline. That's what we want. But we, have to, we, we just have to improve how we play now. And I'm grateful that we have that problem, not the other. I'm grateful that our locker room is good. I'm grateful these guys are fighting. I'm grateful they're learning how to fight harder. Like, that's the stuff that you lose sleep about as a coach. In terms of us playing well, we'll figure that out. And we got a really tough stretch here. 
um, that's going to, you know, that's going to continue to teach us a lot with the end goal of becoming a great team. That's Mark Pope's assessment of BYU after they lost at home to Boise State. They fell behind 14 to nothing, didn't do anything, could not score in the first eight minutes of the game. And PK, I think if you boil down what he just said, they defended well. They were defending just fine, but they were way behind because the offense was just so stagnant. Guys weren't moving and they weren't hitting contested shots and they weren't getting open shots and they weren't getting anything in transition and they weren't getting to the free throw line. And I'm sure he was thinking about all that stuff as he was talking about you know, what they still need to accomplish. But the baseline is they, they did defense, they didn't get blown out, and they came back and tied the game, although they never led. Well, when you look at them, why wouldn't this team have offensive struggles? Who knows who? Nobody. I mean, they're just kind of sort of standing around waiting for Barcelo to do something. Yeah. I mean, Averett, did he even know who Matt Harms was until a few months ago? Pro- really, when you think not. about it. And, and I, the positive is to watch the offense – develop as it goes because I thought Averett did a good job of, of getting to the lane a couple of floaters finding harms they don't really know where does harms like the ball you just you look at Joe Ingles was he running that pick and roll and the lobs and the stuff and the, and the bounce pass to favors as these favors is rolling was that happening early no it took a bit well, these guys are just thrown together. That's what I was talking about yesterday, that when you do this transfer route like this, it's inevitable to an extent. And last year they can get away with it because they still had Childs and Hawes. They had a basis and a foundation. Here they really don't. It's all new guys, really, Harding and Barcelo, but Harding's role has increased. And then coming off the bench, you know, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be tonight? You don't really know. It's like uh, it's just Johnson. Now it's this Johnson kid's turn. And a couple games ago, uh, he wasn't getting as much. And Nell was getting some. So they're sort of all over the map. And it, it, it's to be expected that you would have these struggles offensively. I like how towards in the second half, they were finding harms more. He's seven feet three. You know, <laughs> Get him the ball up top where he can do stuff. Because... There's not that many teams are going to have that kind of height, and Boise had a gut, you know, the big guys had foul trouble. So there's some positives to take from that. Uh, they're going to have to get better, as Pope says. I think he explained it uh, very well. And they're going to have a tough game against the Utes on Saturday. Uh, Utes looking like, uh, I can argue, they're at least as good as Boise, if not better, remains to be seen. We need some more evidence rather than just two games against teams who haven't won games. But they clearly have talent. That's not the issue, whether that really for both sides, both sides clearly have talent. It's just how much, how fast can it mesh? And for BYU, this is going to be Pope's MO to an extent. And I don't really even know what MO means. It just, I've heard it. Sounds cool. So I want to sound cool. Sound you like know, know what, what it about. means. Come on. You're an Arizona State guy. Walter Cronkite, School of Broadcasting. You're I don't a wordsmith. Speak, I don't speak Portuguese, so I don't really know what it means. Modus what I, operandi. That's how they and, operate. And their what, mode of operation. What I know, but if I why not just say operation? That's how they operate. But mo sounds cool. You know what I'm saying? Instead of that's how they operate. That's how that's their mo. It just makes me sound more intelligent. So you, Heaven knows I can use that. So you do know what it means. But I don't know the origin is what, what I'm talking about. I think that it, uh, I think that you're right about the uh, you know when you mentioned the foul trouble. I think that's something to watch in all these games going forward. 
because they get the ball to harms down low. It's not just lobs. There's some post stuff, and they'll probably have to figure that out, how they want to do that going forward. But it puts pressure on the big guy to defend and to battle for rebounds. And then bringing Richard Harward in behind him, he's a 6'11", dude. He's a big guy, and so there's constantly pressure. You're at risk of fouling. You're having to compete. They're not running a stiff out there where you're just, you know, away from the ball, just kind of standing there waiting to play help defense and block a shot. So. Hey, Yock, what's up with this Harwell's tats? He's like from Orm, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Orm. What are we you're doing from here? Orm. He's one of your peeps. You're all from he Orm. Went, he went to Orm High School. Let's oh, be clear about there it here. is. The Mountain View Orm <laughs> thing. I see it. <laughs> If he'd gone to Mountain View, it would have been different. Yeah, more time. One time, uh, Mike Empey, he he quoted some rap guy to me. I said, Mike, what are you doing? He said, hey, I grew up in the mean streaks of Pocatello, buddy. (laughs) Mike Empey is a classic, man. He's really good at that. Southern Utah beat UVU 81-71. Devin Jones had a career-high 33. Southern Utah is 4-1. Look out for the T-Birds. They're going to win the whack. What? They're going to win the whack. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet, but they're going to win the whack someday, huh? DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. All Major League Baseball first team announced. Would you like to highlight any of the guys? I mean, the MVP's on it. That's not surprising. Freddie Freeman. First team all baseballer. (laughs) Wax getting a lot of run here in the last 45 seconds. Oh, SUU received an invitation. They said to join the WAC. We'll see if they join it down the line. uh, I can go ahead. Who, Who was it? I mean, most of these guys would be predictable. Obviously, Freeman was MVP, so he certainly would be uh, first team all Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young, so... Shane Shane Bieber. That good pitcher for Cleveland, yeah. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout. I mean, these are all shocking names. Oh, get out of town. Uh, the Bees are going to continue their affiliation with the Angels, it was announced. Major League Baseball reconfiguring minor league baseball. 40 cities lose teams. Pioneer League is going to operate as an independent partner league. The Ogden Raptors remain in the league, but the Ormals moved to Colorado. So... Of a little so less minor league baseball here on the Los down the uh, Utah County who went to those, I, I feel bad. But, of yeah. course, the, the Salt Lake was going to be a AAA affiliate of somebody, and if it's the Angels, great. I'd just as soon have it be a, a California team. Somebody we're already familiar with. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, I saw your stuff on, well, the MLS commissioner says the, the Salt Lake is going to continue to have the franchise. Of course it would. They packed the place. Well, they got a beautiful stadium yep. and a beautiful setting. Why would you go anyplace else? I mean, they may move this team, but they turn around and get another team. It's the same thing that I felt like with uh, the Bees organization. They may, may change the affiliation, but they it's a beautiful stadium in a beautiful setting. It's the exact same thing. Of course they would have one. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Jazz at 8.30. I saw some stuff on uh, Twitter. Uh, you know, are the preseason games going to be on TV? And one of the beat writers responded that, yes, there'd be a couple. I think it was Andy Larson who said, yeah, there's going to be a couple, but I don't know about the road game. And I, I texted Bowler, they're all going to be on, PK. Well, yeah, you were off last Thursday, but that's week old news. <laughs> Bill Bender, national college football writer for the Sporting News. 
based in Columbus, Ohio. He is going to join us at 9 o'clock to talk college football. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. David Locke with us. What's the biggest question about this Jazz team you're looking forward to being answered? We made the offensive paradigm shift last year, and it worked. We were the number one offensive team after getting Jordan from December 24th till the stoppage of play. Now we've added favors with the hope of bringing back the number one defensive unit we had in the past. But Derek Favors was on the floor with Jay Crowder for virtually every minute of that season. Rudy Gobert was not on the floor. How important was Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio in those other players of that defense. That's the biggest question that I have. It's not just sticking Derek Favors back in that unit because the other players around him aren't as good defensively as the players that Derek Favors was playing with. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, man, guitar is PK brought to you in part by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months. Plus a $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's going to be a great morning. And that is because... Dwight Yoakam. Yock picks out. Playing Cadillac music, he fits right in there. <laughs> yes, he do. Well, we got multiple stories to pick from, PK. Excellent job providing us with both the NBA and college football. Where would you prefer to start this morning? Because you have multiple hot takes. I forgot the college one. What was it? Oh, the youths get a chance to show their stuff off. Playing at 10 a.m. They're on Big Fox. You don't even need to have cable and satellite. You could cut the cord and have one of those digital antennas. You're good to go. Cut the cake and let me lick the cream. Okay. Uh, well, if you want to go there, that's great. Absolutely, yeah. This is a great opportunity to strut Utah's stuff a little bit here. Uh, I mean, to me, I don't follow these ratings. I, I watch what I watch. So they would have been on Friday night. Uh, what would have been on Fox Cable? I don't even know what cable, ESPN, whatever, wherever it would be. I go through my channels and, and find the game. Uh, so I think they would get the exposure if from my perspective, I don't deal with those numbers like you do. You're you live and die by them with your channel two stuff. So I don't know how much better the exposure is. I, I get that it would make sense, but that doesn't necessarily translate. Uh, and the end of these numbers, I wonder if people are actually watching them or if the TV's just on and no one's paying attention to it. Hmm. So even though the ratings are the be all end all, and that's how we judge everything by. Uh, for me, I don't. Did somebody walk out of the room and leave the TV on? Because you know it happens. Or you're not even paying attention. Yeah. And, 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 and it's on. And you're not even sure what's on. You're you're doing stuff. You're talking. You're reading a book. Whatever it might be. Yeah. But I think this is cool for the Pac-12 uh, to put, and it's Colorado. Uh, it's you know Neither of these teams are national brand names. But I think that. Why not do it if you're the Pac-12? That's you. You've mismanaged just about everything. So why not do this? And it's an hour later, 
rather than uh, 9 o'clock, as they did with the Devils and the Trojans, because that was specific time. This is obviously mountain time. The, the Colorado is on our same time. So it's an hour later, which means something. And, two, you know, you, when you were doing the Devils and the Trojans, you could have done it later and had better weather. Here, you know, it's going to be way cold. So I, if I'm a player, I'm way jacked because for no other reason – I don't have to get home at 3 or 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can get home at a reasonable hour, right? Because the game, uh, is, I don't know if they fly to Denver or what. It's going to take you a little bit to travel to from Boulder to uh, the Denver airport there. But, you know, there's no reason why you shouldn't be home maximum, maximum by 10 o'clock, if not much earlier. So I would be very excited for that. And it gives it a little more oomph in a, in a crazy screwed up i keep saying jacked up is my phrase season uh this is something that's a positive uh for the utes and 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 you get this team whether they're a paper tiger or not remains to be seen but they are four and zero and you're not uh so you get an opportunity to to showcase it a little bit and that's exciting I would think in the end, more people are going to end up watching this game than at night. All the stuff you say, you know, are people paying attention? Did they walk out of the room? Are they, you know, texting on their phone and not paying attention or whatever? Got their head in the refrigerator. If the game's on and it gets exciting, you'll look up. You know, you'll walk back in the room and people are hollering because there's big plays back and forth and all that. So I think there's a chance for more people to see it. And that probably matters. Uh, when you're recruiting in Texas a little bit because it, nothing is everything and everything matters a little bit. And you're right. Yeah, better, I don't know about that. Better to be playing the mountain time zone to these early morning things than in the Pacific time zone. That's, that, that, that's definitely true uh, because most kids, you know, you know, football players during the season, uh, they imagine they're up and, and ready to go. Uh, but I don't know if there's any big tangible benefit because if I'm a recruit in Texas – I can watch the game Friday night. I could have watched it just as easily, uh, especially this time of year, because I don't think there's any high school football being played. Maybe there's some place that that is still playing it, but most of the time it's uh, done by this time of year. And then if it's not done this year, it's because it wasn't being played this year. So uh, I don't know that I can derive any tangible benefit from this exposure. It's like when, when the Utes had Bogut and Alex Smith drafted number one. Oh, that was going to do wonders. And did it really do wonders? I mean, what what did it mean? Well, I, you know, football had good teams three and four years later, so you can argue that, you know, that was a little bit of exposure to help. But basketball, uh, they went into a, you know, long slide. So it didn't, it didn't have any impact on winning down the road in basketball because they weren't winning. Yeah. So it's like uh, the spring practice or the uh, the bowl practices. And you always hear this time for a team that's on the bubble of getting a bowl. Well, you know, how important are those 15 extra practices? We can count on it. It's asked every time. It's getting asked this year, even though it's clear there won't be 15 practices because there won't even be 15 days before the bowls. <laughs> it's like an extra <laughs> not, spring ball. It's not not this year. <laughs> it's, it, depending on the day you get, it's going to be between like 3 if and 10. SMU, you're playing next Saturday on conference championship weekend. Yeah. Frisco just, smoothie some on Right, bowl. so... Yeah. But you have to ask it, man. That's part of the deal. Oh. You've resisted the urge, and I've resisted the urge, but it has been asked. We've heard. I mean, we air the Kyle stuff. He's been asked about it. He's doing the 830 Well, like Kyle said yesterday, or Tuesday, I don't have any opening statement because I just spoke yesterday. I can't (laughs) imagine what you guys want to know about now that you didn't ask me yesterday. 
And he's right, you know, and that's why I went through and tried to rack my brain. Uh, okay, I, and I think about it the day before. I'm going to be on this thing. What am I going to ask him? What am I going to ask something that I would want to know? And I consider myself a fan. As you know, I've never had hat on hat, never put my hand in the dirt, nor have I ever done a chip lock. <laughs> so. <laughs> the chip lock. I, and I've, I've never run a wheel route. Or skinny post or that's fat how, post. That's how guys like you and I should block coming out of the backfield. The chip lock. We should not be taking on some 275-pound elite athlete. We should be running by while he's getting blocked by another 270-pound, 300-pound guy. Just nudge him and off yeah, you go. Hit him when he doesn't expect it. Knock him off balance and buy that guy another second. I'm so grateful that they came out football for dummies, basketball for dummies. Then I can read that. And then when you say dive to the post, I know exactly what you're talking about. No one actually dives, but you gotta you gotta have the lingo because then you sound like you know it's like the mo. You sound I've, like you know what you're talking about. I've actually you gotta play the game. I've actually wondered where that comes from, and I think it comes from the coach in the huddle, the way they hold the clipboard when they're drawing it. It's straight down, and so that's it looks like a dive. Phrase. That's a, that's the best I can come up it with. It doesn't doesn't look like a dive. Somebody got it's like show on the screen. Well, he showed. Well, yeah, you got to help the helper. But don't I sound intelligent? I no, I get about. showed. They can't see it behind the screen. You got to get out so the guy with the ball sees. Well, you. why can't it be a peer? It could be any number <laughs> of words. That's because that's point. two syllables and one's easier. <laughs> okay, look, be seen, all sorts of stuff. But they come up with these uh, phrases and. Okay, you're these... forgetting one good one. Give it, give it to me. Flash to the post. Yeah, bravo, bravo. Well done, well done. It's a bunch of BS, you know. <laughs> it's just they try to act like yeah, I know what I'm talking. I don't. I've never played. I've, I've never done a pick and roll. I wouldn't have the first idea, but I looked it up, and now I know. So that's the same type of deal. You gotta, you gotta speak the lingo to know. So the people reacting, you like these 10 a.m. kickoffs. Daniel says, I won't be wasting my time with that. And Aaron, no, he's got a fourth grade spelling class scheduled for right then because he spelled wasting W-A-I-S-T-I-N-G. Ooh, ooh. So that got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of laugh emojis and thumbs up emojis. Thanks for taking him out on his spelling. Daniel says, yeah, you'd rather watch reruns of TDS lose to Coastal. <laughs> the ooh. rivalry in all things. <laughs> Uh, I, I think we, we, we've got to eliminate the TDS, though, because that was an urban thing, and urban... Has been gone for 15 years now. <laughs> Urban's on his fourth job since then, from Florida to ESPN to Ohio and State to Fox. now refers to them as BYU on TV. So. Right. Jake yeah. says the Utes are better than their record, to which uh, Shane replies, Ha-ha, keep telling yourself that one. <laughs> In my mind, they don't even have a record. You're more lenient this year than a lot of people. The record is irrelevant this year. I think in the case of the U, it definitely is. It isn't for other people. I mean, other coaches are getting fired. And coaches will presumably get hired off their record or their team's record. They're they're not getting hired because of this. They're not getting fired, I should say, because of this year's record. No coach has been fired because of this year's record. Not solely, but if the record were different, they wouldn't have gotten fired. So it is part right, of the puzzle. But not based on this year. But not solely, you're right. It's not solely. No. No coach is getting fired based on a record. If what 
Utah did. Can you imagine next year we're going to tell Clay Helton, all right, you're going to play Utah in a first conference game for you, first game of the season, but we're going to give them two games. He didn't have any hair, but if he did, he'd pull it all out. <laughs> and that's what you asked Utah to do this year. So I'm supposed to judge them, and that, that was an equitable situation? No, clearly wasn't. We're judging them more on the eyeball test. How do they look? Are they improving? Does it I'm look judging right? them for what will they? What will I anticipate them doing for next season Right. based on what I've seen this year? That's what's so good about this to me is that this is giving us a good window into making predictions for next year. Now we have to see how rosters settle and with transfer stuff, you know, normally now, I mean, they don't settle until long after they used to settle, right? And then, of course, you got new kids that you're going to recruit to bring in that we won't have seen play. The signing date is six days away here. And Kyle has talked about, he foresaw, he said this a couple years back, this early signing period as being the time where you sign the 80, 85% of your class. And then you throw in for BYU-Utah to Utah State to an extent, the mission kids coming back. And especially for for BYU, it's almost ridiculous to give their recruiting class a grade when they have a bunch of kids that signed two years ago aren't included in this class, but yet they're included in terms of competition getting out on the field. So for them, it is not quite as accurate to be ranking their classes because they don't account for these uh, fellows who've been gone for a couple years. But to me, the, the, this is the exciting part, assuming and very much assuming and hoping probably more than assuming that we have a normal season next season, we'll, we'll be able to have we'll, – we can speak to Ty Jordan. You know what I mean? Because he's getting a good run now. And right now we can anticipate Utah's ground game next season will be pretty doggone solid. And that's, that's sort of fun because I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into the results this year. Now, you can't I, – I, I think I told you the other day, Herm Edwards is already blowing it off because he's 0-2. If he was 2-0, he'd probably be talking about, oh, man, this is – you know, we've got a chance to accomplish great things. But he's saying, you know, this is really setting us up for next year because that's what he has to sell. We've got 95% of our – talent coming back if it in fact comes back because they got three or four five juniors that could make themselves eligible for the draft we'll have to see how that plays out here in the next uh, several weeks but the point i'm making is if you once the coach plays that card well then old herm buddy it's on next year and if you go six and six seven and five five and four four and five whatever it might be then you suck so once you tell me that yeah we're really gearing up towards next year that puts the onus on you then to deliver next year. Now, Kyle hasn't said that. You ask him about anything. Ask him about next week's opponent. Ask him about the bowl game. Ask him anything beyond Colorado, and every answer is going to come right back to Colorado. Without question. He's not looking ahead. I guess he looked ahead a little bit on Tuesday. You know, he's hopefully by uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning at the latest, we'll know who the next well, opponent is. It was asked. A question. I asked him yeah. the question, when yeah. will you know? I don't really care when he knows for his opponent. I care in general for the show purposes. When do we start thinking about the next team? I want to know. I don't think he really cares right now. I'm interested in finding out. So... 
whoever it might be, I make sure that I give them a little more attention on Saturday. Well, I think he's really absorbed with this game, but I think yeah. when you brought it up, you could hear in his voice like, man, the conference better not tell us Tuesday night. I want to... <laughs> when that plane lands, like like you said, whatever, yeah. whether they're back at 7, 8, 9, or 10, whenever they get back from Colorado, you know. Well, I want to know so I can watch and pay more attention to mm-hmm. that team and be more prepared mm. for work. And that's just me. And you know, I don't get a, a win-loss attached to uh, this game. But I want to know. So, like, if it shouldn't, you brought up uh, games that were canceled. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the ASU game was canceled. So, I'll pay more attention to that. If, and the Arizona, right? Arizona got canceled too, if I remember correctly, right? Were those and so did UCLA. Yeah, so those so those teams when they're on, if I don't think we'll know ahead of time, but I wanted I would like to know so I can watch that from a Utah perspective while just watching it from a fan perspective too. Well, I'm I'm sure that uh, you know for the coaches, if because if they aren't given a game in the division, if they're given a crossover, since the title game is going to be a crossover, there's going to have to be at least one other crossover game. And if you're given Stanford or Cal or Washington State, well, they'll all be playing in those eight thirty late night games. So if he gets the call Saturday night and is told this is it, you know this is who and. I guess he wouldn't know until after the USC-UCLA game finishes. They'd have to know if a USC's in the title game or whatever. Uh, but at that point, they could start, you know, maybe start uh, hashing it out. Oh, of course they will. Yeah, so, no doubt about it. Yeah. And I guess, actually, you could probably have a couple of the schedules built and then just plug one in based on... Because you know that Washington and Oregon... Well, we don't know that yet. Are they not playing? Do we know? Is it still a question mark? Uh, I think everything is a question mark until you get there. Yeah, yeah. still TBD, but the county up there in Washington is saying that they're going to implement a 14-day quarantine on Washington, but they're trying to fight back on that. Yeah. Well, that's an earlier game, so it'll be done. So, But when USC-UCLA finishes, we might get a schedule pretty quick after that, hopefully. All right, DJ and PK, stay with us. Bowler's coming up to talk jazz at 8.30. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Coastal Carolina was like, screw it, we're not passing. I don't care if we pass a single ball, I don't care. We're going to go out there, we're going to pound these guys. We're going to beat them up. We're going to keep the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands. And they did it. San Diego State's looking this, probably drooling. Like, oh, now we know these guys don't like to be punched. They don't like to get their jerseys dirty. They don't like physicality and abrasiveness and ugly moments. Instead, they look for the officials to throw a flag and and try to do it for them. They look for their moms to yell from the sideline, don't treat my boy that way. So if I'm San Diego State, I'm like, all right, let's make this a street fight. Let's make it ugly. Let's muddy it up. That's how I'd look at it. Because I don't want to go and finesse with these guys because they'll score 58 on you. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Well, PK, you have complained because you are a man of the people. You have complained on behalf of the people. (laughs) Channel 2. Shoving the Broncos down our throat every week. (laughs) Which is really quite the visual when you think about it. Come here. I got several 300-pound linemen I'm going to shove down your throat. 
And people will wonder if we're going to show Denver at Carolina this week. And the answer is no. Kansas City at Miami. The Colts at the Raiders. Denver at Carolina. So many options. Fox has the doubleheader, so we're only showing one game. That's an NFL rule. People always ask, why do you have have that infomercial on? You're so lazy. It's not that hard to put an NFL game on. You hit a button. It's pretty simple, actually. But it's going to be, uh, CBS is showing the Colts and the Raiders here, which is an afternoon, 2 o'clock game. So there you go. You're not getting the Broncos. They're out of the race, and they're not on TV. How happy are you on behalf of the people you represent? Well, it's the folks. The NFL or the uh, DirecTV gave me the NFL ticket this year. So you got it so, all, baby. I'm in hog heaven, man. I might <laughs> buy that thing. I don't know, which is probably why they gave it to me in the first place. <laughs> Bait the hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I really enjoy uh, having the opportunity literally to watch whatever games – you flick around, you're a male, and if you have the remote in your hand and you're a male, <laughs> you must use it. And the, the, the remote is one of the five greatest inventions ever. Uh, having to actually get up and change the channel. I mean, probably half of our listeners have no idea what that was like. <laughs> uh, so, and then if you turned it, my mother, we had this. I had this little. We had this little small black and white thing, and she'd yell at me not to turn it too fast. Oh yeah, because then it would break or get yeah. loose. Yeah, and then then it'd be like a screw getting uh, jacked up, and you can't really do that. So you got to be careful. Uh-huh. So I'd be yelled at, "Don't change that thing so fast. You're gonna wear out the tuner. <laughs> yeah. Slow down." I got so, yelled at for that. <laughs> so uh, you know, you don't have that, but the remote, I, I can't help it. I'm just flicking, and then I go to. Uh, it's two red zone deals, and usually as the day progresses, they got all the games, but they're little boxes, you know. But then it, as the games stop, particularly the later games, they have fewer boxes. So the screen then, if you have multiple games, the boxes are bigger, right? Sometimes it's literally only half, so it's easier to do that. So I can't speak to having to watch the Broncos this year uh, because I really haven't. Uh, particularly that, uh, sorry, I, I tried to watch Taysom Hill when the Broncos had that, uh, whoever they had at quarterback, but I just couldn't do it because it was clear Sean Payton, oh, we're not going to do anything. The only way we're going to lose this game is to freaking turn it over. Yep. So they, it was too boring for me, and I, I, you know, I want to root for Taysom too, but he wasn't doing anything. And so it was like he was neutered. A neutered Taysom is not very uh, interesting to me. So I didn't watch that game, and I flicked around. Uh, here, I do think that eventually, and it's going to take a bit, I don't know how long, I think this could become a Raiders town. And why wouldn't, if there's money to be had out there, why wouldn't you go get it if you're the Raiders and sell merchandise and maybe have some off-season things? I was down covering, I don't remember if it was BYU or Utah, but in the pit in New Mexico, and when Deion Sanders was playing the Cowboys, he was there, and he made an appearance. And it was a huge deal. Uh, now, Albuquerque's a good long ways away from Dallas, obviously. But, you know, they don't, they don't have anything up there, uh, speaking from Dallas to Albuquerque. And they get the so Cowboys. Why, yeah. why not go get it? And if they're going to be your, in your, not really market, but they're going to be, uh, their fans are going to look toward you, go get some money. And if I'm the Raiders... I try to do some of that stuff, maybe some off-season stuff, because I think they can be had. I think this Salt Lake and Utah in general can be had. 
Baseball does those caravans, and I've seen the Rockies come through town. When I was in Santa Barbara, the Dodgers caravan came through town. And you're thinking, man, the Dodgers own L.A. What do they care about the the 120,000 people in Santa Barbara? If I'm the Red Sox, I say, let's go to Santa Barbara in February. (laughs) (laughs) They would, and it it was uh, Rick Honeycutt was the guy I was doing. I was brand new to radio, and Rick Honeycutt was one of their pitchers. And I'm like, yeah, we're on in whatever you know, seven minutes or whatever. And he's like, no problem. And he had he had the paper, and he's checking the stock market, (laughs) the investments on that 1.2 million he was making or whatever it was. Uh, Fox has got, uh, funny you mentioned the Cowboys, uh, Albuquerque is getting the Cowboys and the Bengals, which is a terrible game. Uh, but here in Utah, Minnesota and Tampa Bay, hey, you get to see Tom Brady again, who knew? And then, uh, and then Taysom, it's, uh, or Drew Brees if he's back, but, uh, New Orleans at Philadelphia will be the afternoon game on Fox. So the Raiders, I think you're right, this can become a Raiders town, it will take time, and they have to win consistently, that's how the Broncos did it. Uh, you know, the Broncos had a 30-, 40-year run there that was excellent, uh, and it is not happening now, and that is why they are not on now. So the Raiders, uh, they, they got to keep doing it. I will tell you that the Taysom Hill Saints game and the Falcons game was a lot like the Bronco game. They got the lead, they took the air out of the ball and ended the game. It, it was not fascinating, entertaining, you know, football. Uh, but there are so many BYU fans here. There were... Three times as many people watching the Saints game as there was watching the Raiders. And the Raider game, although it was a bad team in the Jets, it was wildly entertaining. Well, yeah, Taysom Hill is basically, in terms of uh, attention, he's a poor man Steve Young. And Steve Young was so overwhelmingly popular that if you're a poor man Steve Young in terms of attention, you're drawing a lot of attention. DJ and PK. All right, I told you PK was uh, working overtime, setting up the question of the day. Uh, The Jazz. ESPN is ranking Donovan Mitchell 18 this year, up from 20. Rudy Gobert at 26, down from 14. Is that about right? We will get to that next. Stay with us.